We're live. Good afternoon. It's 3.09 Central Standard, 9.09 BST in the UK. This is Across the Podcast, the best podcast you've never heard of. Sam and Matt on the helm, as always, steering the ship right into an iceberg. And if you're paying attention to the stream, you'll notice that we have a special guest. we got BMAC on the channel. First time. Oh, we're excited to have you on, sir. We know you're busy with your, your Sunday. We, are, we appreciate you taking any time to share with us, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, of course. Thanks for having me on here. So, uh, Matt, you're going to, did you, I, I see that you made an upgrade to the communication. What do you got there? The what? The, the keyboard. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I, it's because last time you kept moaning that my mechanical keyboard was making too much noise on the show. So yeah, I it's not like you're dropping a can of staircase. Yeah. I got this little Bluetooth one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Matt has this, he usually puts our show notes as we were starting to type. And the last time, a couple shows, I mean, it literally is like, tack, attack, 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 attack. Is it a gaming <laughs> keyboard? <laughs> yeah, it's an old uh, mechanical keyboard. Yeah. Apparently it's from 1930. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So the RGB's not on, but. It's, it's a nice keyboard. Apparently not good for the show, though. It, it, it makes for terrible audio. So welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing this fine uh, Sunday afternoon? Doing all right. Bracing myself. Trying to get a couple videos done for this, this next couple of days before the uh, the new iPhones arrive. It's, I feel like it, this time of year, it's like you can't keep up. You know, it's like, no. okay, finally, I, got, I think I know what I got to do. A couple more videos, then I'll be able to breathe. And it's like I was feeling that way. And then the new iPhones are coming this week. So it's just... It's a crazy time of year, but it is the uh, the life I chose. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, at least you know. At least this is not the first go around. It's like you have some experience doing it, so you kind of know that this is the uh, as other places have year end closings or busy times. October is pretty crazy. And I, and I was going to ask you too. How have you gotten better over the years of managing that? H- have the phones? I mean, I mean, we have more releases, and it seems like it's normal. But how have you been as far as managing that workload? How does that work as far as your your bandwidth? How do you manage that? Sure. Well, it's gotten more difficult in the last probably 12 months because I've expanded. I used to be, I don't want to call myself an Apple channel, but I was always about film, photo, tech, and lifestyle. And under tech, a lot of that was mostly Apple products. But then I started to work with Google talking about their, I think it started last year with their Pixel 4. Uh, and I was covering that on the channel. And then obviously the Pixel 5 came out this year. I covered that as well. So there was a bunch of different phones that I sort of was starting to uh be, become aware of and I was like okay and then I started to play with Android probably about a, a little over a year ago now and I was like this is pretty cool because I hadn't had any experience with Android prior to that so to answer your question it's busier now than years in the past just because of my expansion into Samsung phones and Google phones even Xiaomi I they sent me a phone so I was talking about that one so it's like it's good. It keeps me busy. Um, I've gotten into a better workflow, I think, of just knowing how to go about it. Like for me, for a while, the hardest part was sitting down and just making sure I say um, tech specs correctly and what I'm saying on cameras correct. Because with all these different phones, it could get crazy. Actually, I just re-uploaded my Z Fold 2 review because I'm like, <laughs> okay, I accidentally called the two display cameras 12 megapixel when they were 10s because I was thinking about the other phone I was reviewing. Ugh. So it's nuts. But hey, it's all good because... A couple months from now, I'm going to look back on it and it's going to be like, all right, now I have a whole backload of videos that are going to prop me up for the next year. And that's, I think, the coolest thing about YouTube is just knowing that, at least with my style content, it's mostly evergreen content, at least for like the next 12 months, right. uh, while, while tech products, you know, are covered and then the new one comes out. But even then, they're still relevant. So that's cool. That's You still have that evergreen kind of content with that. So I embrace it. <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, like I said, yeah, what's the best way now? And what's and I guess I don't and I don't know. Do you ever think about like going back and revisiting like twelve months with the same phone or your daily driver? It's like, hey, I've been using this like for a f- full solid year. Here's where they upgrade. You know, if you're using an iOS fi- device, obviously it's going to be updated, upgrade. You're not going to be like, hmm, 
you know, everybody gets iOS 14.2 that just came out, right? So you don't have to worry about that. Whereas if you're in the Android space, you may have had a phone and after a year, you may have seen a monthly patch schedule go to two months or three months or not at all or hit a brick wall if you have yeah. a phone that's like, you got one update and you're on yeah, your own yeah. and see you later. So do you ever think about, or do you, you know, with all your content, if there's lulls where it kind of gets slower, maybe revisiting old tech that you've used or I, how do you approach that concept? For sure, yeah. It's funny you mention that because I have these conversations often with some of the other creators in the industry and I always say like different seasons of the year different have different style of content for me. For instance, right. in like the February, March months when it's there's not a whole lot of shopping going on and obviously the holiday rush is over so there's not a whole lot of purchasing, January still has some, you know, um, spikes in views because people are returning stuff and have some credit to use. But February, March, I start to focus more on like my filmmaking photo stuff. And then as we approach like the springtime where there's like, you know, things are coming alive, I could get outdoors a little bit more. That's where like I start to do like maybe some more comparison videos. Right now it's very much unboxing, review videos, kind of recommend recommendation style videos. Whereas in the earlier months of the year, it's more like narrative style, kind of more conversational where it's like, okay, this phone versus this phone. So it changes throughout the year. Um, but with the, just the normal schedule that products come out with, it's kind of just like what I'm feeling at the time. I always have a backlog of ideas. I literally have a notes section and any ideas I put in there, I know it could be a video eventually. It's just this time of year, all those ideas usually sit for a couple months because there's so many other unboxing videos and review videos to get out first. Right. Well, I figured yeah. that you got those been notes. an unusual amount of phones released at this point yeah, in the year as well. And what's good about that is because of the way the phone release schedule is and the fact that you're busy, mm. it just automatically forces you into this, okay, you're in mm -hmm. this like hustle, right? Got to get a phone, then another yep. phone, then another phone. And I can imagine, especially when you're talking about specs, because there's so much variance, especially in the Android space, it's easy to call something 10 megapixels and 12 megapixels and 855 yep. and 750-65G and you're like... And then of course, if you put out content like that and you make any kind of mistake, I mean, exactly. that, you will get called on the carpet for it. And oh, we, the internet's know, the yeah, internet. Yeah. They will jump yeah. on you. That's why, that's why I re-uploaded it, to be honest, because it's like, I don't know, integrity for me is number one. So it's like, I don't want anyone, even if I put a pinned comment, I don't want anyone to like mistake. I don't think anyone's going to be upset. They're like, oh, it has a 12 megapixel camera, not a 10. I'm going to get it. I don't think it was like a deciding factor on the device, no. uh, but it's misinformation and I don't ever want to put misinformation out there. So, but I, the community kind of came together i got some retweets and whatnot uh for people like putting it back out there again because it is something you know it's i'd rather put it out there with correct information yeah than i saw it let it <laughs> let it run the, i appreciate it yeah well it's... yeah i saw it i was like i just make we've got to keep it going i know yeah, a re-upload of a video is always a nightmare very dangerous yeah the first one's had its views the second time around those people aren't going to watch it again exactly so it's, it's a bit harder to sort of manage the flow the traffic absolutely and like sam said too it's it's you know I, it's kind of funny like i've gotten myself into a mental landscape now where it's kind of a game like i kind of get this like uh, you just want to get those reviews i kind of want to like just every piece of content that's out i want or excuse me every every tech product that's out i want a content about it a piece of content about it just so it's like i kind of like you know b mac had his eyes on that or he talked about <laughs> that just to be connected with it so like when other people are discussing different products like i just i have that experience with it um, so yeah, it's kind of like a game. I kind of like, I get excited. Like anytime something new comes out, I'm like, Oh, I got to pre-order at least just to be able to like unbox it and review it. Um, I don't always necessarily keep all the products I keep. Um, and I used to be really like stingy about that. Like, Oh, I'm not going to buy this. I don't want to review a product unless I keep it. But then like mm -hmm. I kind of changed my mind to be like, all right, that's depriving my audience 
of my thoughts on a product that even though I might not keep, they still want to know what I think about it. So once I kind of transitioned to that, I was like, all right, now anything's up for grabs. I'll, I'll get anything and review anything. And it's kind of like a game. Like you just kind of just right. enjoy like pressing that publish button. It's just like, all right, cool. Now what's the next video going to be? It's tough well, to get there, but you get there. Yeah, I was going to say, but the problem is, it's just, and, and I guess my question is, has, you know, with all the content, do you have, you are you running into problems where you have to like purposely walk away from a concept? Like, I can't get to this. I just don't have the bandwidth to get to this. Or my question would be is, you know, it's maybe a product. Like, let's say like the Huawei Mate 40 Pro comes out. Mm. You realize that in an American audience, that's going to have low traction just because no GPS. And right. So do you, it's a, it's a killer device, but you realize that nobody can get it. It's not going to have as much visibility to an American market. How do you handle those things where you're like, I've got to make a, a creative decision. Like if something's got to go, like you got to dump one, what's going to, mm. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. How, how do you run into those problems? And have you made a choice and kind of walked it back and go, man, I really wish I would have covered this and not that. I mean, how often does that come up for you? The, the way I look at it, I look at every single video, even if it's not getting the views I want as an opportunity for your channel to be discovered. So if I always mm-hmm. say like the worst video is the one you never uploaded because it's just, no one's going to see it. Um, so it's a matter of just basically like, I know like any Apple video I upload is still going to hit well. And then I also know that from time to time, like there's like pixel device videos. When I compare, when I compare devices, to the apples, anything Apple, I'm going to get views. Um, but I just kind of like strategically kind of put what I think is getting the most traction at the time. Um, like I haven't yet uploaded my iPhone 12 pro or the regular 12 review yet because, um, I just haven't gotten around to it, I guess. But I'm not worried about that because the Pro is going to come out next week and then people might be waiting to see what people think about that phone and then compare the two. Um, So I kind of just go with the flow. To be honest, what's number one is just what I feel like making because the minute I start to feel like this thing is a chore, which happens sometimes, uh, I just don't have that passion for it. So literally, and I have a backlog of ideas and I try to schedule it out, but sometimes I'll just like on a Monday wake up like, all right, what video do I feel like making today? And generally it's right. like, what what tech product do I want to get out of the way um, for a review for it? So kind of just go with that. But I mean, to be honest, yeah, there's, I mean, I have the new Echo Dot here. I have the iPad Air I haven't even unboxed. It's just like there's other videos that I've taken priority where I haven't even filmed mm-hmm. the unboxing videos for those or review videos for those yet. Um, right. Half because of like what I think is going to hit well on the channel, but the other half just because like, I don't know. I just, it's what I feel like I want to do, I guess. So I just right. feel it out, I guess, is the final answer on that. Well, and I guess it's interesting because I, I wonder how many content creators go on th- on that kind of a feel. It's like uh, maybe you have a schedule for a Monday, but you got up and you had it all set up and you're like, I was going to go with this, but it's like kind of like a game time decision. You're like, you know what? I just, I, I don't have the energy for it or I don't, mm. I'm not feeling it or just, I just woke up and I'm just, my, my frame of my mind is shifted where I, my question is how often does that happen to you? Is that, frequently or you're just like you got up that money i'm like okay i was gonna do this video about this mm. tech and i was like well you just... gotta enjoy what you do otherwise right. it becomes just another job and that's not what it's about it's gotta be about the fun exactly yeah there's definitely days where i wake up and it's like oh i don't feel like doing that it's funny um i have found that the more days i go without creating something the less motivated you get and it's weird. It's like the more I create, the more I want to publish and upload. So that's why sometimes I'll do like maybe one or two videos a week and kind of hold that kind of status for a couple of weeks at a time. Then all of a sudden I'll be up to like three or four a week. And it's just kind of like that motivation thing. Um, 
I think, you know, the funny thing is too, like it's easy to get in your own mind with, with creation because there's definitely been videos where I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like my personality was dead in that video. I feel like I was like <laughs> yeah. tired. It was early in the morning that I filmed it. And to be honest, like with a lot could come through in the editing and with my editing technique, I th- feel like that energy and that kind of interaction that I could provide, like almost as if the audience is right there with me, mm-hmm. um, listening to my review that shines through a lot in the editing. So that's why I get into the mental mindset of just like, all right, as long as I sit down, click record and say what I need to say about this product, I can edit it together. It'll be something good. And then obviously mixing in the B-roll and everything like that. So I definitely from time to time in the past have made videos too large in my mind. Um, and so by combating that, I kind of just like uh, to answer your question, uh, go with the flow and like, yeah, there's some videos where I decide like, you know, all right, I was going to do that next week, but I'm feeling like I want to do that today. So I don't care so much about like, you know, the specifics of a schedule. I probably should. Um, I feel like things are kind of like, over, like all over the place in a sense. Like I'll like tomorrow, I'm probably going to do my Apple, finally upload the uh, Apple Watch SE review video. And then the day after that, maybe it'll be the Pixel 5 review. I mean, they're all tech products, but there's no real correlation with like what I want. Maybe an unboxing video will be thrown in there somewhere. Um, so yeah, just feel it out. And sometimes it's just like, you know, what I feel like doing essentially. What brings me joy in that moment or that day? Right. <laughs> well, it's always fun. It's always fun. Wherever yeah. it comes up, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. Well, and like the energy you have in videos. It's just. Yeah, it's like it's infectious. Unique. I mean, even if you're like mm. watching you, you just, you're watching just it. sitting and, there going, oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you start to get to a point where you're, you're watching videos because you're really trying to absorb. And for me, it's really informational. Mm. But then it's like you get to some videos and it's like you weren't really kind of into the video or psyched about the, the emotional component of the device. And then you're watching your video and you're like, yeah, I can kind of like, yeah, I can. It, it, it's it's like a feeling. I don't I can't even describe it. It's more like just a vibe. You're like, you can tell that your energy is there. And mm. it's it's transparent, and I don't think creators, the good ones, know that that's transparent. It's right. it's very easy as a as a consumer of this, and and I, I guess fan to watch mm. people's content. You can kind of tell when you know, yeah, there you, it wasn't enough. You can feel that that energy wasn't there. Like you can tell that they were disconnected. It's 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 all those nonverbals that are, if you're an astute observer mm. watches, you can pick oh, yeah. up on, yep. and you can even tell when people are like, because you know, burnout, right, stress. People are covering content. It's really outside of their lane. So it's interesting that you're acutely aware. But a lot of content creators, and we talked to like Josh, said that they really, that's the one thing that they, if they could tighten up their game, up their their personal, it's the, it's the scheduling, it's the, the mechanics of their workflow. It's trying mm. to get that dialed in. And they realize most of them say, yeah, I don't have a good handle on that, which is funny because you watch them. From afar, you think, man, BMAX got it going on. He's always got content. It's there. <laughs> but you realize that a lot of that, sometimes it's just feel. And it's it's that human component of feeling that people like. It's like baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You hit up, you know, you, you, some days you just, or any kind of sport, football, fine, whatever, dude. Football, I know you're looking for like baseball. Like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the mechanics of hitting. But some days you just, you see the ball better because you're yeah, in a sure. better frame of mind. And it's just, yeah. you know, you, and you're, 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 doing better things on the field because you're you're more either rested or attuned or your just dynamics are better. So it's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of people say that their scheduling needs to be dialed in a little harder and it's that struggle. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's I usually like I think workflows are huge. I think a workflow is like the 
entry level entry way to success and no matter what it is um, from a business standpoint from a video standpoint um, I get actually obsessed with like mini workflows like there, if there's like a certain effect I want to do in my videos like lately what I've been doing when I'm introducing a product I'll have the um, like the logo and or the model uh, of the of the company and the product pop up and like with a little arrow pointing at it and then I started to do I'm like all right you know it'd be cool if like I do some tracking where it looks like it's connected to the ob um, to the object and just add like the extra element of editing but I didn't start doing that consistently until I got a workflow down for it. So like now I know like it'll only take 15 minutes to do that kind of effect right there and all those little effects add up. But now that I got a workflow down for it, I know how to go about this importing into the project and making it work for me so it's not taking away from my ability to consistently put out content. Um, then I just run with a workflow. And I think that's that's key is just like kind of having a workflow, even if your workflow is just going with the ebb and flow a little bit. <laughs> like it right, is. Exactly. Um, your workflow doesn't have to have a flow. It just has to be, and that just has to be a flow. That's right. right. Got a question for you in the con: uh, Apple Silicon Mac or iPad Pro? That's a good question because it's increasingly becoming pretty surprising what the iPad Pros are capable of. It really is going to depend on what you're using it for, because I still think ultimately, I know there's some creators out there who are starting to even use their iPad Pros for video editing and, and content creation. And that's totally possible. But for me, with the amount of space that my video files take up mm -hmm. and just that element of how a desktop works for like video editing, I still push people to desktops. But if you're just using it for stuff that you could do on the iPad pretty easily, like my Photoshop editing, Mm, I can't say entirely has switched over to the iPad, but Lightroom editing or anything like that for my photos for my Instagram, I'm doing a lot of that on the iPad now just because of the element of touch that that provides. So it really depends on what you're using it for. Um, if you need performance and like a lot of like hardcore rendering, as powerful as it is that chipset and the iPad Pro, I still would recommend the desktop at the end of the day if you're doing more of that kind of work. That makes cool. sense. Absolutely. So, yeah, and it's interesting. It's you know, it's the right tool for the right job. It's like, yeah, right. you could you could tow exactly. a, a you could tow a trailer with a Honda Civic until you get to a hill, right? <laughs> and then what are you going right, to do? Right. Yep. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it looks cool, I guess, but maybe not. So yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that it's almost now that we have so many more tools in the toolbox as far as getting your work done. Mm -hmm. It allows your flexibility of yeah, you could use the iPad Pro, but if you need a little extra. Toe, toe capacity, you're going to have mm. to go to a desktop and having that available. And it seems like the Apple ecosystem allows that to flow back and forth a lot more seamlessly, mm. which is which, for... Yeah, it's why it's so hard to answer those questions in it, like this or this, because well, it depends on you. Like if it, For me, it's this, but for you, it could be something different. It, it all depends on how you're using it and how you're going exactly. to... Exactly. And then to go on know, that, that kind of metaphor... To go on that metaphor too, where you gotta like you know you gotta pick out the right tool for the job, um, you gotta pick out the right tools to put on the right tool chest as well. Right. <laughs> in mm. the sense that like, and that's something I was getting into with my iPad, just my regular iPad review video. I'm like, this is a great iPad. Like, if you just want a tablet, this is the iPad for you. But then if you have the iPad Pro, you hear Pro and you know what it's capable of. Yes, you could get away with, with video editing and um, content creation on that too. But if you're consistently doing 4K content it's just like mm. it probably makes more sense to build a desktop for it, it all depends on what you're trying to do um, right. but both of what you just said is i completely agree yeah yeah and i got another question there uh, it looks like you're enjoying the mate 40 pro so i yeah i guess uh so i, I when i guess you re get a review uh, what do you think about that device like how do you feel about this whole huawei ban i mean is it is it depressing does you really care because you're an apple guy does it really matter because it really doesn't impact you because that would that be a phone you would get normally and you're just not because of that i mean i'm curious to see what you feel about that it, are you talking you're talking to me about this regarding yeah. that yeah so the thing is 
I think about that too. It, to be honest, so like I worked with uh, Xiaomi for the um, Mi 10T Pro, I think it was, right? right? Oh, I want to get names. my hands on That's that. That's a good, looks like a great phone. <laughs> I need to get my hands on that. that uh, uh, so I haven't reviewed it yet, so I'm kind of going um, off the record here. This is not on the record yet, right. we'll just say. But um, <laughs> from what I understand, uh, tech spec wise you'd expect it to be a little bit more fluid i found like the typing experience to be kind of weird so there's some things i don't like about the phone but the camera when i started using the camera like oh my gosh i don't know i couldn't tell if they were adding a portrait effect or not on certain photos uh because of how shallow the depth of field was to the point where i kind of want to bring that phone around as my secondary phone just for photos because the camera at least not necessarily for far away objects the um i haven't found necessarily that i would prefer that but the up close like uh Right, object photos. I was like, there's not even portrait mode on right now, unless they're adding some AI to it. There are some AI features that they use. Um, but anyway, going on a tangent. To answer your question, I do kind of try to. Uh, like, I uploaded an unboxing video of that, and I haven't done a review video, but the unboxing video took off. So there's an audience, I think, outside of the U.S. and just in general, like outside of like Apple, Samsung, Google phones that were very interested in that phone. I'm like, okay. So then, mm-hmm. like, you know, I do take chances all the time on my channel in terms of content and see how that resonates. And then I decide on subsequent videos from there on. Um, but Huawei, I haven't really had any time to, like, look into any of their devices. Um, I know it's ex- extremely exciting, but it's just uh, to, to some people. But to me, it's just like, well, when it's like there's a difference between a product not being brought yet to the U.S. and another product being, like, banned, right? Mm-hmm. So there's right. a difference there where it's like, okay, I'll spend my time on something that could become something, but something that's, like, banned not going to become something here in the U.S., I'll probably refrain from creating content about just because I do expand my audience to across the seas if I need to, but I'm going to hopefully just keep it mostly with what is most is going to be resonating here in the U.S. because based on my analytics, that still is my number one audience. So it goes both ways, but... um. I, I'll try it out and see like how it resonates. Well, that's what you got to make create content for them, and it is if you're going to make a video, you got to make sure it's not just fun, but it's going to get traffic. Because the Mate Mate Forty, as good as the phone looks, and it probably performs, and its cameras are good. Who's going to buy it? Mm-hmm. Who's watching a video for it because they're actually looking to get one? Outside of or even here, most of Europe probably nobody. <laughs> like exactly, the yeah. Xiaomi's and the Realme's mm-hmm. here. Are quite popular the videos mm. because of what they are because they sell here it's say it's all about your market yeah exactly like, i wouldn't expect you to be making videos about real me because who in the usa can buy a real me phone no one right right so it's like, it's, it's, it's focused they say focus flow but no flow same exactly. Time. That's the that's the theme of this podcast right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's just me. That's the theme of this podcast every week. No flow <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, and it's funny because we 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 this started actually as kind of like a project with you know I I had to work from home, you know because of all the situation going on. So now I've been out of my workplace for since March, and it probably is going to be until like April or May of of twenty twenty one at at best. So I noticed a lot of people got into hobbies, and I'd been a fan of Juan Bagnell's channel for a long time, and Matt and I were in his discord and had fans of his channel and TK Bay and all these guys. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start as a, just a kind of a joke. I'm just going to start doing a podcast. So on Sunday, I just would upload and I get a stream yard. I just started to kind of talk. And then Matt and I kind of had, had Matt come on and we talked and it just turned into this. So we, we approached this with absolutely no planning at all. We just let it go. And we nope. are just so That's excited to have come about sometimes, man. Yeah. yeah and, and then because, and we also like to have a guest come on because like I said, I was telling us prior to the show starting, 
we can talk and we can get a feel of what you're used to. Like, I know what BMAC's going to do. I know what his content looks like. I know what phones he likes to use. But people kind of listen to our show because we actually talk about things that maybe like we're going to ask you here. Like, how did how did this all start? When did you decide, like, how did this begin? When did you realize, holy cow, I can actually, I can leverage this into something that it's, you know, maybe a business or even like something I could do as a, as a job. But like, when did that moment of clarity happen for you? I'm curious as the origin story, you ask all the people that come on, of course, like, of course. how did BMAC become the BMAC of today? <laughs> I think what yeah. a lot of people don't realize is I've actually been on YouTube since 2007. So I've been at this for many, many years Back in like the 2007 to 2011 times, uh, I had a different channel and I was primarily doing magic trick videos. Uh, I remember my first video I uploaded like back then on YouTube, you could get like stats like the, you were the most, the way the channel page was, you were the most subscribed uh, number probably I, I never hit number one but like one week i was like you're like the 26th most subscribed this week on youtube and like i just saw like whoa i'm making this content and like i'm uh, like leading in the platform like that it was crazy then i went to study uh communications film and business at uh, my university uh between 2010 and 2014 and then after that after i graduated i couldn't get a job doing video production or any work like that anywhere despite me being someone near the city because of how competitive it is. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start up YouTube again to see where it leads. And then I, it was a primarily a comedy channel. But then I got bored with that. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, where like I wasn't mm -hmm. excited to make that content. I'm like, all right, this, this is not going to work. Um, then I transitioned to kind of like how-to videos. I was making how-to videos because that's when I started to learn more about like SEO and how you can make how-to videos and get eyes in front of your work. But then I'm like, I don't want to wake up every day and make how-to videos. So I took like a three, four-month break. And I think it was in the start of 2017, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that I, like, throughout that winter, I'm like, what do I really want to create this channel about? And that's where I decided. I sat down. I'm like, all right, I love film, photo, and tech, but there's a whole lifestyle aspect to what I do, too. So I decided to bring over the how-to element, bring over the comedy element, but focus on what you could actually, at least for me, build a business around, which was the film, photo, tech, and lifestyle content that I do on what was formerly BMacadelic. That was like the original channel name, but now it's BMac. My social media handles are still that. Um, and it was in that same year where I started to work with different companies and I had income coming in more than what's just like a little side job. I'm like, okay, like I actually got to pay taxes on this. So that's when I decided <laughs> right. to make the LLC and the rest has kind of just been building up from that. I'd say the business has really taken off over the last year um, because of my willingness to work with different brands and right. how do I approach like sponsorship videos. It's pretty cool because people are like, sometimes they'll comment, and here's another little tangent for you, but sometimes people will comment on my sponsored videos and be like, well, this was one big ad. I'm like, Yes, I never said it was a review. Like, and I said right at the beginning, it was a sponsored video. Um, but the thing is, like, working with brands like that, at least for my channel, the way I go about it has allowed me to create a video that kind of showcases the product. But I don't give my kind of personal opinion on it because it is um, it's a sponsored video. I'm being paid to talk about it, but you can never pay me to um, review a product just because that's that's not the way I go about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so once I started to do that, I was like, okay, this is starting to become a business. And yeah, like I just mentioned, it's just one thing led to another and um, it's just continuously been building up. Um, I work closely with Amazon now too. And that's one thing I'll say to anyone who's watching or anyone who's thinking about creating a channel, even like you guys, how you said you just started this podcast like out on a whim kind of as a joke, like just go for it because so many people have like been successful in content creation online, no matter what the platform is, uh, just by creating. You'll never know until you, until you start creating 
And there's nothing wrong with just creating content that you're not sure about either. Like the way I always tell people, like if you're thinking about it, you got a bunch of video ideas. There are a bunch of darts. Throw them all at the dartboard. One of them's going to, several of them are going to stick. A couple of them are going to be bullseyes. Whatever sticks and is closer to that bullseye, that's your content. That's what you're good at making. Roll with that. So yeah, I've been on it for over a decade now. But for this particular channel, what is it like coming up on five years, four years? And um, it's just, just I, I'm happy to be able to do what I do. It's it's crazy. I don't think I could ever. I I will never go back to working for someone after this. It's just <laughs> like. It's been too rewarding. Um, there's stress oh, yeah. involved with it too, but it's been good. It's worth it. Oh, yeah, of course there is. There's always stresses involved, re- like re-uploading a video. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and uh, as a, uh, what uh, Troy is asking, I guess you are a full-time YouTuber? Yep, I went full-time right around the same time I did my LLC formation, which was, if I remember correctly, it was like May of 2017, if I'm not mistaken. If that sounds like it's... Maybe it was 2016. Yeah. Either 2016 or 2017. That's when I, I was making enough money where it's like, okay. And another thing I do constantly is just kind of what you do in tech. Is I'm constantly reinvesting the money I make into the channel. Right. Um, so, like, for instance, I got the A7S3 if Amazon ever decides they want to ship it to me. I got that coming <laughs> um, in the next week or two. And, like, that's something I see as an investment um, because, first of all, that's more content. But also that means I could use my current Sony camera overlooking and that's a lot um for my replacement um right now i'm using a a a panasonic for my overhead video but anyway the point is that i use like i'm reinvesting in the in the channel little things here and there to make it look better uh, but also tools for the job um outside of just how it looks just um things that as we were talking about earlier make my workflows easier so it goes even into like business software and stuff like that too so it's a little mix of everything but yeah that's uh that's been my full-time route right there well, that's that's pretty fascinating. Like I said, it's that's interesting good. that yeah. a lot a lot of people, um, you know, and and I, I can say that Matt and I haven't really thought about it that far. That's kind of a macro view of of our mm. channel. But we just that's do because right. I guess my que- my my concern is at some point when is it like right now? I don't have to do this. Like I could just turn this off, right? Mm-hmm. I can decide. You know what? To tomorrow, I'm not doing mm-hmm. this. I'm not feeling yeah. it. Or we just we've run <clears> our course. Matt and I are like we're the what's that? Okay, it's 15 minutes. It's over. We're out. We're done, right? We're just put it on the shelf. Look at it and like, hey, I'm on there forever, right? We had a little fun. It's kind of cool. But when you get to the point where you're in your situation, one, you have to that that content becomes more of a business and a job. But then two is because of that, the thought about going back to the regular workforce is like mm-hmm. so you think about I could quit doing this, but then I have to go back and actually become a regular nine to five kind of guy, right? Uh-uh, I ain't feeling that, exactly. so screw it. Yeah. So and it's interesting that's kind of like you have to kind of keep going. But I guess my question for you is, do you sometimes regret like having like when I get a phone, it's like to me, I can just have one phone and I can enjoy it. And it's cool with all that constant pressure of like having to have content. Do you almost like, I really wish I could just go back to just enjoying tech like a, a regular human being and just like having a phone and just <laughs> taking a picture and not having to think about it or because you become you know famous like people have people actually seen you on the like it actually come up to you and say like they know you it's like wait a minute i've seen your content like i know who you are and it's that not celebrity not like the, you're worst. Not- the worst thing is when people nearly recognize you and right. they just go in <laughs> is are it, you on I'm, tiktok I i'm sure i know that guy like yeah. yeah i mean yeah i guess that's that's the challenge right it's like you when you have that when you make that commitment to your craft you realize that you can't walk that back anymore. You're there. And if you do walk that back, it's you have to go back to that old lifestyle. And how does that reconcile in your mind? Like, are you can you get to that framework? I'm curious how you feel about those kinds of like struggles with like, hey, I'm 
I can't go back to being a normal person because I know all this now and I've right. exposed right. all this now. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand in how I've done what I've done in terms of reinvesting in the business. So investing in this new gear and you know, this goes obviously without saying that gear is not the answer to getting better necessarily on YouTube, but I'm just saying with my business and the way I approached it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to reinvest in this equipment here and there because if you know what hit the fan with YouTube and, and YouTube went away, that revenue stream was taken away. I still have this equipment to work for clients and go back to what I was doing freelance, which was basically making freelance videos for clients on a business level. So like it would be like mini commercials here and there. Um, so I'm luckily I'm in a spot now with the gear that I have and the expertise that I have and the connections I have that if YouTube ever did go away, I would probably go to Amazon and like make my living there, which is helpful as it is or now. TikTok. But it, it, yeah, if, if all of them went away um, and I didn't have any way of doing what I do online right now, I just go back to client work and work for clients, which mm. would still be self-employed. Um, I will also say just in line with that, like there's definitely like a learning curve. And I think the thing about this that has taught me the most outside of just like, you know, how to start making money on YouTube was like the business side of things. You learn like, all right, what am I going to need to be able to consider myself full time on YouTube? What am I going to need to be able to move out or into this house on this income? And in that kind of level of thinking, you also could position yourself in in the minds of the companies you're going to be working with, as well as the people who are going to be viewing your content. What's the value in everything, right? So when people are watching, it's like, okay, if they want, I always ask myself the why question, why would they want to watch this unboxing video? Or why would they want to watch this review video? And then I also position myself with that kind of question for companies, like why would I charge this much? What are they getting out of it for this? And right. by doing that, you kind of just start to understand how the business works, what your worth is, um, which is typically a lot higher than people think. Um, I've, <laughs> you know, in the last year, like I was talking to a couple of my buddies and I'm like, wow, I'm undercharging way more um, than I probably <laughs> should be for some of these companies because they know the, even, you know, a hundred views on YouTube, even just a hundred views could be more valuable than a hundred airings on, um, a, you know, a, a TV channel as a commercial right. because it's, it's um, targeted views. People are specifically looking up that content. So right. anyway, um, losing my train of thought here, I think, but. What was I talking about right before that? We were discussing uh, like uh, this is what we were... happens when you go on tangents. No, it's this, okay. No, no this is what we're okay because that's all this, we are. It's just this is just a tangent you show. Just go we're off. Just go, we... man. Yeah, you start this conversation talking about tech and you end it talking about apples. That's like that's pretty much what, how it goes. <laughs> that's how it is. I think you were talking about just like you know um, going back to like an old lifestyle of like working yeah, for someone else, right? Like how I can mean, you leverage that? Like you know, because yeah. here's the thing: it's like once you have exposed yourself to that, like what that looks like. You know the 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 visibility of like I can work for myself, and if I can't do this, but I can leverage that amount of hmm, self employment. But like you can go free, like, back to freelance, right. which again. Is still self-employed, like you said, which is still mm. something he likes doing. So it's not like right. me, like if I was doing it and then I had to go back to work in, in management at the co-op, like a store. Right. It's not like, I couldn't right. do that. It's, it's tough. Yeah, you, you take that plunge. Sometimes it's nice to yeah. fall back on something you enjoyed doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. Oh, I that's what, enjoy my job. But Exactly. That's, that's, what I think, that's what we were saying earlier, how it's like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a new product or a new phone. It's like, I got to unbox this on camera before I actually could start using it. And that sounds so ridiculous. But it's true. Those are like the things you have to like deal with when you have this. And it's just like, oh, I got to, I want to edit this video before I start actually using it after I unbox it. That happens a lot with the iPhone videos. Generally on launch day, I'm not able to actually start using and playing with the device until like 11 or midnight that night because I'm, I'm unboxing it. 
and then I got to edit the video because that's like how I could justify making it. Um, and then there's also, and this is kind of what we touched on way back in the beginning of this um, hour here, was that there's definitely stress involved with being like a creator that people don't realize. Like there are definitely days and nights where it's just like, oh my gosh, like people don't realize. Like I would never want to go back to a nine to five job as an employee of someone else, but the, there's there's joy in that in the sense that like, okay, no matter what's going on, if you have a bad day, bad weekend, whatever it is, you have that job lined up for you. You could go in at 9 a.m. at that job and you're still going to get your paycheck. Mm-hmm. In, in, in online content creation, your individuality is very much in line with the business. It's like right. if I don't feel like making a video, guess what? It's not like I could just show up and make a video. There's a lot of moving parts that go into that. Um, I mean you could, but then it could be a bad video like we were talking about earlier where your personality right. is just not shining through. Mm-hmm. You really got to gotta just like kind of like suck up a lot of things in a sense where it's like um, things you, kinda, you can't get away with working for yourself that I will say you could kind of get away working like, you know, in a nine to five, if that makes right. sense. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have some, I mean, it's about your effort level and it's about your commitment to that effort. So remember, I always, I always yeah. tell my daughters, I said, you can't control the opportunities that come to you. You can control your effort, right. And your engagement, you can control that. You can't control your intelligence. You know, I wanted to play in the NBA, but I wasn't six, seven, you know, and I couldn't, I, I could hit a pretty good jump shot, but I mean, you can't <laughs> control that. But when you're doing that, when you're funny to watch, yeah, I'm just saying I could pretty good jump shot. But what I'm saying is that's the only thing you have actual control over is your and when you're in your uh, own space and you're doing self, you know, you're an online creator and you're doing this content, you have to be engaged and you have to be motivated because, yeah, you can just wake up and go, I don't really feel motivated. I'm going to put out this content and then you're going to go back and watch it. Hopefully you're going to watch it and you're going to go, yeah, I don't think I can post this because it just it's not it's Mm -hmm. not honest to my brand it's gonna look like right. oh man bmac look like he's checked out <laughs> and then the problem is is that kind of damage is hard to walk back when you're visible like if i have a bad day and you're working a nine to five my wife knows maybe my mm-hmm. boss knows nobody else knows bmac puts out a video that looks not on point personality doesn't shine through he's clearly not engaged in it right that's gonna stick in people's minds and then it's there on YouTube. That, yep. right and then it's there forever and you can't get rid of it. and then on top of it if it's a product that i really want to know about then i can then i question does bmac not like the content does he not like the device what like what's going on is he you know what i mean it just starts to snowball and people get in their own head and then all of a sudden you got you got a bad look going on it's that's a challenge that's unique mm. to working for yourself right yeah you got to put a lot of stuff aside and kind of just like and there's a lot of stuff like, you know, I, I I consider my audience kind of my backbone in a sense where it's like, okay, there's been times where like I've resisted uploading a video just because one little thing wasn't like perfect, you know? And I think it was, of all people, my barber, I think I was talking to this with. And he said to me once, he's like, you know, you got to think to yourself, you're kind of being selfish if you are preventing your audience from getting that content if it's based on your like perfectionistic um, view mm-hmm. on things. So like there's been times where I'm literally like, oh, I don't like the way that cut was in the video. I'm going to really export that before I publish it. Mm. And if it's things that I notice that my audience isn't going to notice, then I got to look past that. Um, right. There's things like that. And obviously there's just general life involved with it too. Um, but at the end of the day, like you got to, again, I, I got to create content that's for viewers because it's, too selfish not to provide them with content, um, and this goes exactly in line with what we were just saying, is it's too selfish not to just give them the content they come to expect. Um, I don't think yeah. I've ever been put, I could, not even off the top of my head, think of any videos that I've just like, don't feel good about, because usually like I'll force myself into that kind of mentality. This one. <laughs> this one. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll have to put in like the um, added effort of just like adding a little bit more energy than usual. Um, mm-hmm. 
but all the more reason why it's so important to create a a content strategy and a channel around what you're actually excited about. So even if it is a product that I'm not excited about, it is still tech. It still falls within my channel. Mm -hmm. So there's still, it doesn't matter what product it is. I always will get some kind of level of enjoyment out of unboxings just because I love opening things up. It's weird. I think it's like, it's nice when you get a case. It's not normal. It's cool to watch. No, I mean, that's like, it's nice when you get a case or a, you know, a charger. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, and so right. I, I am going to say one thing. The chat seems to have spiraled out of control. <laughs> what is the chat Zach saying? Talks tech, Zach, Zach Talks boy. Tech. Zach's in there. And oh. They're talking about OnlyFans. Right. They, Zach, he said basically. Zach so. said if BMAX starts doing OnlyFans, he'd be your first follower. I have an OnlyFans. It's called my Instagram and it's free. <laughs> and I put all the stuff on my stories. I will never there get an OnlyFans. <laughs> like this, this, yeah. this just, that was crazy. I'll just look down at the chat and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that a lot thing. lately. No, I will never be on that platform. There's two. That's a platform where I don't even want my name associated with, just because of. Well, it's funny how it just kind of like there. it really wasn't that, and then how it just kind of like took <laughs> off, and then kind of just like yeah. Now it's like okay, well, I was interested in that when it was like that, but now that it's turned into this whole new thing, it's, it's like, like a okay, stigma now, about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, can you see how this show just goes? I love it. I love it. This is yeah, what I miss. It. Like, I, it's don't... Zach's fault, or it's probably a DT's fault. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a DT. He's a little bit on the weird side. He likes to throw us into the bus, and he makes fun of the fact that I'm like, Zach's not helping. Yeah, well, that's okay. I'm glad Zach's here. That's important. That's all that matters. Remember, it's just about yeah. showing up, right? Uh, and Zach's Troy had a been question. on the show, and he enjoyed himself. Yeah, he's he's been. He was. We awesome. didn't talk about OnlyFans when he was here. No. <laughs> so I'm glad he brought that up. So the thing, <laughs> Troy asked Thanks, a question guys. about like. What level, like, did did you hit like a follower mark? Like, what was the moment? Like, like how many followers did you get? Like, okay, I can leverage this into full time. Like, was it a number or like a like? Okay, at, at one thousand, no, obviously no. But maybe when I get to two hundred thousand or hundred thousand, like, was it ever like a line for you, or is it just you just woke up like, okay, I think I got enough, I got enough traction. I think this can work. I'm gonna go ahead and just take the dive and put it, put the best foot forward and go with it. Sure. For me, it was never about numbers. Um. Yeah, to be completely honest, and this okay. is you know fine to say because it's just the facts of the matter. It was money. It was once I started making enough money to go go out on my own um, and get my own apartment, and then I started using more of that money, like I said, to invest. Um, but there's people who can make what you know I essentially make one day on YouTube um, in an hour if they wanted to, just because of their audience with less subscribers. Um, and it's just all a matter of just the audience and like the the market that you're in. Um, like someone said recently that like personal finance is a, is a, um, a, a category on YouTube that's exploding right now. And someone makes a ridiculously high, um, CPM. I forget who exactly personal it was. Finance. Yeah. Personal oh, finance, yeah. like investing and whatnot. And, that's um, all things. And so like with something like that, you know, you could probably have a thousand subscribers that are so in tune with what you're doing. And I don't know how that market works at all, but that's an example of like, you know, how like it doesn't, for me, it's never been about like subscriber numbers or view numbers. It essentially really is just what you're making, um, with, with the channel you have, um, different views are worth different, different amounts. Yeah. And then uh, Zach's help as well, which is I found really weird. And Zach (laughs) puts up where he got, man. You know, he's one of your underrated creator. He knows the stuff. He's always helping. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I watch, I like, I just, I've watched the last video. I was just like, man, this, I was like, this guy's energy is infectious. It's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's almost like, and then here's the thing. I don't really like people generally as a rule. Which is funny because I'm just kind of. He's great. <laughs> I don't have to be nice to him because he doesn't like he doesn't like anybody anyway. So there you go. But and and, and it's hard for me to get it's like find people that good, get really engaging. Like, appreciate where it. you just it's not just informative, but like I because I've watched some channels where like okay, well this is informative and it's 
you know, fairly entertaining, but it's not, it doesn't engage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like hook you. And I like watching your reels. I'm like, just, it's just, it yep. sucks you in. Even when you're not, you can't just like kind of watch and go. And then like, I was watching one video. My wife was talking to me now, to be fair, a lot of times I'll have a moment where I kind of check out, but I was watching one of your videos and she was like, and she, I could hear her talking, I could hear <laughs> sound. And I was like, huh? And she goes, are you paying attention Careful to any fucking thing say, I'm telling man. you? She watches I go, this show. You know that. I go, I go, no, not really. She was like, what are you watching this? And I'm watching one of BMAC. We have a guy coming on. I'm watching, I'm trying to get up to speed and stuff. <clears> and he's like, she's like, did you hear anything I just said? I said, no, but I'm sure whatever you were talking about, I'm sure it wasn't that important. And she's like, and then that's when like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny because when people watch my wife and I talk like in public, they go, are you guys like cool? Oh, and you I think go, they hate each other. Yeah, people think we like, because we rip on each other constantly. That's and hilarious. She, and it's funny because when we get to that point where like one time she was asking me a question, I said, you know what? I wish we could invite this device that you could hold in your hand and you could, you can enter information and it would tell you stuff like the weather or news. We should invent a, like a handheld electronic device that you could search for information. We should make that. She's like, you're such an asshole. Why do you <laughs> put that yeah. piss yellow duo down? No, this is my jam. This is my jam. I love this phone. I know, I know you do. And I do, even though I can't get one. Right. Um, and so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sleeping UK. on the couch. And note to self, and note to self, if you're going to be a married person, when you're bo- going to buy furniture for your house, find a couch and do yourself a favor. <laughs> lay down on that couch fully so you can sleep on it. Just in case you're going to be <laughs> in a situation. In yeah, you never know. You're going to have to go ahead. Just Also, when you want to segregate yourself from getting sick. You know, I when I, my so, family used to get go. cold, I'd go downstairs. Joe's just subscribed to your channel. Oh, <laughs> Joe, my man. I appreciate it, sir. And uh, we've, we've got you a new follower. <laughs> there you go. And, and so... Just one. Right. We're trying. So I guess my question is too is on a more personal. So where are you located? Like where did you grow up? Like where are you at currently as far as your- where do you live? What's my yeah, social security number? <laughs> do you have any pets or anybody like what's the mess combination? Like what like so what like where did you grow up? Sharing is one of the most important things on people's videos as well. Right. That's how I discovered BMAX videos, which just somebody sharing a video on twitter at some point over the la- la- last year and then clicked on it and that was it hooks done yeah. watch content it. and that's how it is that's why we have the reddit as well juan's reddit are glowing rectangles because you find people you'd never would have normally seen mm-hmm. subscribe to their channel start sharing their stuff introduce other people and then that one share from last year led here which mm-hmm. is it's crazy it's how things weird. Just like it's yeah. just weird yeah. yeah how it ends up you see things manifest in that's right yeah yeah well, I, first of all, thank you to Zach in the chat for the kind words, and thank you too for your kind words as well. Um, it means a lot, you know, when people enjoy my videos. But that's kind of, Sam. That's kind of what I've done is like kind of like try to make my videos have an entertainment value. So even if you're not interested in the new Samsung phone, because a vast majority of my audience is only interested in Apple devices, still watch because they'll get some level of enjoyment out of watching it. So I always try to bring something like that, and that's part of like my why, like we were mentioning earlier um so thank you guys for that appreciate that but i live in connecticut born and raised in connecticut um currently do not have any pets but i've been thinking about getting a dog i'm deciding whether or not to get it before the winter or after um so we'll see what happens with that but um also looking to relocate in the spring but it'll probably be within connecticut no idea where that's going to be either um 
But let's see what else can I say. A lot of like who I am, you guys have probably seen in my videos. Like a mm. lot of mm. even even like I stream on Amazon from time to time too. Uh, definitely much more than I do on YouTube these days. Um, and just like my personality that comes through, that's very much like even in this like live stream. This like this is who I am. You know. Right. Um, I think sometimes from time to time, I you know I'm, I could be opinionated. I'll admit that. Um, but I think my can't we all can't we all exactly. But I definitely say some things that are like um, I truly believe in. Like I think. So many people have probably muted me on Twitter because of my going on and on about the new iPhones not having 120 hertz refresh rate. Um, But those are one of the the things where it's like, listen, like, I love Apple, but, like, that's an example of, like, if we don't make noise about this, they're not going to think they have to change it, you know? Right. Um, So there's so many, like, and I guess that's something, like, I think Zach is actually the one in the chat. I think he coined Savage B-Mac is here. Like, whenever I'm, like, talking (laughs) about something that, like, is, like, um, controversial, if you want to say that. But so I have, like, you know... that's one thing I always try to do is like stick to my word and like maintain my integrity. And if that means pissing a few people off about ranting about how the new iPhones don't have 120 Hertz, like so be it, you know? Right. Um, But it's pretty much it. Did I answer all the questions uh, in, in regard to like who I am, where I'm from? Yeah, no, I mean, without being like, you know, like sorry, selfish B-Mac is good. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the the emperor. I mean, (laughs) there's, there's a point I think that you have to, in order to, I guess to maintain operational integrity, you have to kind of like, if you just agreed with every single, mm-hmm. then are you a mm-hmm. Kool-Aid drinker? Like is Apple just like gonna just, is there anything that Apple, and that's the problem I think. I don't Apple, 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 Apple. The well, worst thing about Apple is this year, Touch ID is something you're gonna miss with all these masks and everything everyone's wearing yeah. now. I mean, even my wife ran into it because she went from an mm-hmm. iPhone 8 Plus. How is she, she getting over that? She loves the 12. Although, no, uh, oh, I got it figured yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I was asking you. I don't know how she I forgot did it. her passcode, so then yeah. the phone locked, and she oh my god, like literally about three days after she got it. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, honey, you have, a, you have an iPhone, and if you forget your passcode, you're proper fucked. I mean, you're like not yeah, going to be able to. Yeah. So what happened was, I don't know what happened when I went on their website, and I, I guess I, I quit the end-to-end encryption, and for some reason, it reverted back to her old four-digit passcode. I don't know what I did. I, I don't know. And it just said, and it came up with four digits. I went, honey, you remember your old four digit? She said, yeah. I said, try that and see if it works. And it went in and was like, and then I reestablished wow. the end. I don't know what I did. It was some like next You work some magic, magic some voodoo yeah. stuff. <laughs> you do right. what the FBI cannot. Right. Yeah. I had what's called FM. It's called fucking magic, right? I used to do it all the time, right? So okay, um, let's try that, see if it works. Right. So she was okay now, but it was funny because she it came with a six-digit default. And I said, honey, didn't you realize you can change it to a word or a four-digit? And she's like, no. And, and then, well, so we got past all that. So she's okay now, but she noticed that in the store the other day, she was like in that mode where, okay, well, I'm in the store. We're shopping. She had her phone with her and she was like having a, you oh, know, I know she it. was, and it was mm-hmm. funny cause God love her. I was watching her do this. People pay like I was watching her well. go like this. I go, hon, nope, you're going to have to, I told yeah. her, I said, just while we're in the store, go to your settings and just dis- disable the, the screen lock. Yeah. Just turn it off while we're in the store because it's in your hand and that's the way to get around it. But it was like, okay, well, we're going to do that. <laughs> so I click general. Okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah. um, he's getting okay with it. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm not really an Apple user, <clears throat> but I've looked at her 12 and I'm like, I don't know, man. I could, I could kind of see myself getting back into the, to the, I, I like I, Apple devices. I like iOS well enough where I could use it. It's, it's a little, I, and I noticed that as I've had Android devices now, I've not customized them as much as I normally do. I used to ROM and root and flash and do all that stuff. And now I'm like, as I've kind of gotten a little older, I don't go through all the, that level. So old. I can see myself. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah, it's okay. 
But uh, I, I noticed that with Apple fans, they're a lot more permissive about letting Apple get off the hook about not having the refresh. It seems like Android fans really hold OEMs more accountable. Like, hey, Samsung's got it. Why doesn't Xiaomi got it? Hmm. Apple fans are a little bit more allowing it to go, Yeah, well, it's not a big deal. It doesn't really degrade the user no. experience. Well, I'm glad you're staying edgy and go, no, well, fuck that's that. Just it. A lot they of should have 120 hertz, or at least 90 the- those a lot of things... people are hitting the lower budget and uh, Android phones now because they're coming with 90 hertz, 120 hertz. Yeah, some of them are obviously not AMOLED, but some of them are. So, so I, I'm glad that you stay on point with that, and that and that shows me that you're willing to kind of like one, you got to make noise because if you don't hmm. make any noise about it, Apple's not going to move on it because exactly. they're thinking, Apple gotta... are always late to the party though. <laughs> yeah, right. but you got you got to stay on top of it though. But you just have they to. won't do something. I'll give them this. They won't do something unless they've got it yeah. perfect. Got the battery yeah. consumption down. Got no juddering. No bugs no nothing like that it's got to be smooth and perfect before they'll implement it into one of their phones that makes sense and i respect that and a lot of times i've admitted that when it comes to apple and then Mm. you have that usually the two arguments are like oh apple will wait till they can do it right or b um, the normal person isn't going to notice that or utilize it to which i say like that is so not true i mean you could bring (laughs) up like you have the 12 pro max in, in the 12 pro now that have hdr video the normal person's not going to notice that either. But guess what? It's in there, and it's like yeah. a pro-level device. Um, but it's also just like these little things, and that's why I wanted to. I think like two years ago, I'm like, I'm going to start using Android devices because I want to see why there's such an Android versus iOS battle. And that's when I started to realize the little things in Android that really add up. Always on display. Love that. That is such a little thing that it's like I, mm-hmm. my iPhone feels so outdated no matter – even though I just got it, like, you know, <laughs> the, the 12 Pro. It's just like there's no always on display. It feels like a relic of the past. Um, obviously, the refresh rate even if it was 90. I could notice the Pixel 5 is 90, right? I could notice a difference on that of like the fluidity. It just feels better. So, you know, you're never going to make everyone happy in, in no matter what it is, right. what, what you're doing. So um, if people – you know, <laughs> I'm sure no one's like just like – like that infatuated with Apple where they're going to unsubscribe or like totally right. stop following me for me, like bashing Apple a little bit, but like, Hey, it's like, it is what it is. Like I'm going to call it as I see it. And if that means bashing Apple a little bit, when I think there's little things that they could have done. And then you'll have people who like come up with, I'm going to call them excuses because no one knows for sure, unless you're working for Apple, why something isn't um, implemented. But when there's things like this, where like higher refresh rate displays, there's really no excuse for that. Um, in my eyes like you had the time yeah. to create it and the thing is usually when we make noise about this and it comes in in the next year everyone's like oh it's so good it's like yep this is what i was complaining about a year or two ago that apple didn't have and listen i know there's certain things like you can't make that argument for with with apple but there's hardware configurations like that where it's like all right that needs to be a choice that we can make like mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing people were arguing with the refresh rate was the battery it's like okay but i'm like usually I'm like, I don't do a whole lot of like going around like the state on a day-to-day basis. I'm usually either editing down here in the studio or in my car where I have CarPlay and it's hooked up anyway. So the battery is never a huge issue for me. In fact, it's kind of annoying when I review devices because I have to specifically not put it on the charger like I usually do with my typical setups. Um, So anyway, my point is like, 
that's something where it's like in a pro level device and then you have people who say like, well, it's not actually pro. It's like, no, no, no. It's got HDR video. It's got crazy um, stabilization in, in, in the, um, the the lenses and just the lens specs in general. It is pro. It's meant for a professional. They're showcasing people, filmmakers who are using this phone. Right, professional the commercials are always talking about how you can do all this exactly. stuff professional level grade work. Exactly. So it's like you have people who always create excuses and whatnot, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say it as it is. And when it co- finally comes out and it's something that realistically could have been implemented, you know, a year or two ago, yeah. and it's like, all right, well, you know what? It is what it is. And eventually it's just mm-hmm. like people are going to be like, oh, I love this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're welcome because I screamed about it two years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> Apple's yeah. problem is I they don't want to put all their eggs in solid. one bag. <laughs> exactly. But this year they were they made the batteries smaller and put 5G in the phones. Mm-hmm. I don't even though I think the screens that are actually in the iPhone 12s are capable of high refresh. I think that's it's what just, you're saying. Yeah. I think it's just blocked by software. So if they want to, they can make thing. the Pro Max thing. But I don't, Apple don't like putting all their eggs in one basket. So they wouldn't have know. gone 5G, high refresh, smaller battery. Even though they could have done, and they probably should have done, well, then everyone, then on the flip side of that, everyone will be like, ah, oh, the battery's rubbish. It's this. Right. And and that, like, it's you can't please yeah. everybody at the same time, can you? I think options are good. I think mm. options are good. And I think, I like, think, you know, like the Samsung mm. phones, you could toggle the adaptive refresh rate, right? Like, that's right. an option. Do you yeah. want the higher resolution and the lower refresh rate? Or do you want the higher refresh rate, potentially lower battery, and uh, lower resolution? Like, I options are good. And I know they're going to say, and there's another example that, like, Apple followers, like, have used in the past. They're like, oh, well, they don't want you to have to think about that. They just want the phone that works. It's like, okay, sure. But this is the pro level of phones. Like, the 12 and the 12 Pro mm-hmm. are so close now in terms of just, like, tech specs that the pro is very much like the one you'd go for if you were a pro here i am ranting and raving but anyway oh, the point is that's why we wanted you year. on we want savage v mac too wow. savage v mac has arrived that's right. just the thing though everyone everything i've seen that the 12 and the 12 pro are so similar mm-hmm. they need to have that differentiating right. factor and that's something like it's just like you know you could make excuses all day long but there's certain things that like I think that they just Apple does fail on certain levels sometimes. They've had products flop or, or services flop, and like there's you know it's very possible that they just failed Air at being power. able to implement it. It's not always necessarily for a reasonable, understandable reason. Like people are saying, like mm-hmm. oh they did it. I do think at the end of the day, 5G was the move. If it was between the refresh rate and 5G, you got to go yeah. 5G because people are going to be buying this phone two three years from now at, at a discount right. rate. It's going to survive longer. I understand that, but it. it Again, not to try to make this argument, but Samsung's done it. Google's done it. And then there's like, oh, well, they don't have the resources for this many displays to do it. It's like they get their phones from Samsung, and Samsung had, like, record numbers with the Note 20 Ultra, I think it was, yeah. um, in terms of their – and so don't tell me that it can't be done. It's It could be done. <laughs> right. It's just a matter of them probably failing to do it. But anyway, that's the way I look at certain uh, – items when it comes to apple that they don't implement and so i'll make noise about it and it's just like at least people who understand what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to keep it real you know right yeah and and that's which is true we know that apple can do it they've just chosen not to do it for one reason we 100 percent. we know that this year they could have easily dropped the iphone 12 pro max let's say leave the other two alone the iPhone 12 Pro Max for 5G, 120 hertz. Flipping, oh, it would have been the best phone of the year. If they makes you breakfast hertz. in the morning. And they could have done all that. Mm-hmm. But they decided, they decided around the table and said, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to. For some reason. Well, exactly. why not? We, we don't need to. It's, we can keep that for next year's big wow when we announce the 13s. 
Right. Well, and I guess my, my I would have liked to have seen because of the COVID situation or just any just situation in general to have different levels of authenticating yourself into the phone is you have Side a power mounted. button. You have a power button. You've done it yes. on other devices. Why not just throw it in there? It's not like you, oh. I mean, that was just like, can you imagine for especially in the situation like that's what I like about this is it goes back to the regular side mounted. Yeah. Scanner. Do you so, see it, the design of the iPhone 12? It's like it made so for a side-mounted yeah, throw, throw a Touch ID right in the side, and you yep. have the the capability. It's like, right why there. not do that? And then, so natural, man. It's so natural. Yeah, a lot of companies have gone side this year. Should yeah, have special like the Xiaomi's and that because uh, right. the in display, or even back to the rear mounted like on the Pixel Five. It's going oh, back yeah. to the rear mounted. How funny has that come back? Like pick, headphone jacks and rear mounted scanners have now come back to capacitive. It's like interesting, but yeah, my wife ran into that problem specifically wearing a mask in a so store, bad. and she was like, "And God love her because she was doing this." You know, and I was like, oh, sweetheart. Oh, no. Yeah, she, it's just muscle memory, right? It was oh. like, I think she had had the phone maybe three or four days. And she mm. was, I said, honey, you got to, you know, you yeah. got to look at it. And she's like, so it's getting used to that, having that touch ID. But had you had a side mounted scanner, it gives her like, well, it's not in the same place, but it's here and it's familiar. Right. It's an option. I, You'd get used to it. They so did that with the Air, right? The iPad Air. I yeah. haven't even unboxed it yet. It's still here. But, um, they have that. It's, I, it's coming, folks. Right I promise. He's BMAX going to get to the iPad Air. <laughs> Eventually. I got right. like, probably three different ones I got to do today. But yeah, exactly. They could have just put it right on the side. And not to mention, just build in on that real quick. Okay, if you don't want to put a fingerprint reader, at least give us a pattern unlock or something outside. Right. Just like It is so slow and responsive to me because I'm so quick with my typing mm-hmm. that the passcode doesn't always um work out but it'll come it's just a matter of when when it comes to right Apple. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is when that argument that like well i don't think you know consumers really know how if the consumers don't know it exists like you know how many times i've gone into a store and i'm like do, like doing this i'm just kind of looking at my phone and somebody goes is that is that two screens i go yeah oh is that one of those samsung foldy things i went no mm. it's it's uh it's, it's a microsoft foldy thing <laughs> and they're like Oh, but I mean, but you can have, and I, I turn around and I'll show it to him. It's like at the jewelry store, the lady was like, look at my phone and like giving me this look. I'm like, I can help you. And she's like, I'm just looking at you because I was, I was looking at discord, but I was re- reading Twitter at the same time. And That's I was so going cool. back and forth between. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I, it's, it just works for me. Now, is it the best phone ever made? No. Is it for everyone? No. But how do people know that this doesn't exist if they don't have exposure to it? And I've had I, iPhone people go, Wow, I wonder if Apple's ever going to have like a like a two screen folding ish. I said, oh, don't worry. At some point, yeah, yeah. that'll be they a will. thing because I think it, once it becomes a thing, I I said, you don't know, and I don't know how I could go back to a single screen device. I'm sure I could, and I have, mm-hmm. but this uh, this effectively helps my workflow. I can look at an email, yeah. and I can look at a spreadsheet, or I can respond to a tweet, and I can. Um, I mean, the other day Matt was texting me on whatsapp and i was looking at something here and i went oop i just created a whatsapp and i had whatsapp and i was responding to him as i was still continuing to work on what i was working on didn't even miss a beat so you're right i'm glad that you hold apple and and the, and just you're not a shill right we just hate that when we're like well bmax just gonna go with whatever he doesn't care about refresh but you've seen it and you're like it's so refreshing so to see that you'll stay yeah. engaged and if that means pissing some people off it's gonna hey, happen my, what my boss always said is if you're not making somebody pissed off you're not doing anything worth it because somebody is always going to go like, but is this really the thing that we need to be doing? Or can we get better at this? And can we do this? And why do we not do that? Right. There's always got to be people asking that question. Now, how you ask that question is <laughs> probably a little bit more finesse, but sure. I'm glad that you engage that because a lot of people, even on the Android side, just clearly give their OEMs a pass. And you just can't, if you're a tech ambassador, like you should be, I think. Nope. 
you can't give everyone a pass, man. Like as much as I like Xiaomi's phones, damn, sometimes they're in, like, like you were saying earlier about the typing and the swipe. yeah, something's like, off with it. Yeah, right. Like, even though it's got a hundred, like I had the, I was using the Poco X3, 120 hertz, mm-hmm. really good, but. <clears throat> It's not everything it seems on paper as good as the phone is. When you're scrolling, sometimes it goes, it, it, it yeah. thinks about it. It's, like it's trying to refresh, but it's gotcha. also trying to, I don't know what it's doing. Yeah. But it's a Xiaomi thing because every Xiaomi phone I've used that's got a high refresh mm-hmm. seems to stutter at some point yeah. during scrolling. And I don't know what it is. I just found the typing. I don't know if it's the typing linked to the vibration or what, but I just found the like, vibration motors are horrible on Xiaomi. Yeah, it's bad. And then I go to the pixel. I'm like, wow, I like typing on the pixel mm-hmm. more than I do the iPhone because of the right. haptic feet. Then there's another little feature. It's like, I don't Haptics. care if it kills my battery. Give me haptic on the iPhone like that. Like there's so but many you things. You still that not got haptic it. on the keyboard. We don't have hap- – well, we have haptic feedback, but not when you're typing. I think if you download wow. G- Gboard as a yeah. third-party keyboard, it'll, it'll allow key, you to. Yeah. But right. I've, they, I can't tell you how many times still, even <sighs> lately, it'll glitch, like not know that that's yeah. the, the third party I want to launch right away. So it's just – just put it into the native keyboard, like things like that, you know? Right. And like I said, I you could – I thought they'd done that already. That was years ago that know, people were asking for that. No, and, and it like I said, the battery probably it's got to yeah. be wild, and always and on display, like you say as well. That's same thing. And like fourteen hundred dollars, you need to have an always on display. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and so like I said, it's just interesting that give me the options. Like, if, give me a ninety hertz option. Give me a haptic. Nice. Give me a haptic motor. Like, I can really jack it up, or I can turn it off, options. or I can put it in the middle. Yeah, yeah it's give- my phone. I've paid for it. Right. Let me decide. I've got the Oppo Find X2 Pro, which is what I'm using to do the stream. That's the camera. I choose to have it on 120 hertz quad HD. That's me. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might not, but it's got the option. Right. Same with Samsung. Samsung hasn't got that I under- option. I understand the I idea of, of some, f- like like this, the regular 12, for instance, not having those options. Mm-hmm. Have a phone where people just want it to work and then have right. a phone where it's for the professionals who yep. know what they're doing and can make that decision. And, you know, if you feel like something should be a certain way, Send it stock that way, but at least give us the option in settings to like invoke something or, or turn something on. That's the way I look at it. I just feel like mm-hmm. they are falling behind in, in terms of that. Um, there's certain things that just still make me want to use the iPhone, the ecosystem definitely being right. one of the main reasons sure. that keep me with it. But I tell you, if you put the camera system of, like for instance, the Note 20 Ultra mm-hmm. on the Fold 2, I would have seriously considered foregoing iMessage and all the ecosystem for something like that just because of mm. all the features I'm getting in it that I, I've come to love and quote unquote need. You know, <laughs> right. need, need is subjective, of course, but um, in a yeah. phone. But it's just like you say, pro is now the word that everyone uses. Like some phones, it doesn't mean anything. Some phones, it does. Right. Like the Sony's, the Sony's don't use the word pro in the name, mm-hmm. but they have the pro camera they have the pro video controls mm-hmm. from the alpha team so it, sometimes it is i like the camera tech and i like the idea of having the pro modes on the sony's put them on other phones other mm-hmm. phones open up the pro modes it's not for everyone not everyone right. will use them but again it's options it's there yeah, if you options. buy the phone and it's what you want then it's there for you to use Yep. It's, yeah, it's so, little things that add up. It is. It is because if you're spending that much money, <clears throat> that phone is four years down the line still going to be in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So the options yeah. are nice to use. Like over time, battery will be a lot worse. So you can choose to have it on 60 hertz at full HD. 
Yep. Yeah. After uh, killing it for three years on 120 and fucking quad HD, watching HDR 10 videos on Netflix and all this stuff. Right. And Jim makes a comment. I love showing his friends who have iPhones my split screen note. So it's interesting how you yeah. can show them. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because I think people don't even think that's a thing. Like I, when I go to the store, they don't know that, that this is a thing. Like, right. They have no idea that I can do that and I can just, okay. The I can hinge on that phone is ridiculous. It's just, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's so it, as it's, and like I said, I always get people kind of going, and you show it to them, and they're, and they're just blown away. And then they think, I can't use that. I go, well, yeah, you could. And it just, it, can it, does it work for your tool? Does that work for your tool chest, your tool kit? Does right. it? Maybe it does. And if it doesn't, it's okay. Always options. And then, hey, TK's in the chat. He's late. That's okay. <laughs> and he, I got, actually, I was going to do the chat like this. <laughs> talking. Hi, I'm TK Bay Sabaho, everybody. It's TK Bay. Right. And and uh, Matt's got the hat, so we definitely are fans of the channel. So this wasn't uh, planned, by the way. No. I turned up to the show, and I, we're wearing your merch. Well, and the there funny thing is. is, Matt says says it's not planned, as if anything on this podcast it's is right. ever really planned. It's just kind nope. of organic. Look, and it's just I'm wearing fun. the show shirt. Sometimes right. we don't even wear it at all. <laughs> right. So it's one well, of things we. It yeah. makes for terrible audio podcasting, but <laughs> we always have like a shirt check, so we kind of wear different kinds of stuff. So it works that way. Sam, I'm, if if I could ask you a question real quick. Sure. Sorry to cut you up before i forget no. though so let me ask you so like on the on, on the duo right mm-hmm. do, you, do you enjoy do you find yourself enjoying using it like looking forward to using it like yeah, i absolutely. like i um, found myself when i was testing out the fold i'm like all right you know like i specifically want to use this device even if i don't have to check anything just like right. let me see what let me check twitter something like that um as a as a as a like from a standpoint of wanting to actually use the fold because of how cool it is to go on the front and then open it up. I feel like iPhones just aren't like they're awesome, but like they're not as fun to use these days as other phones are. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I pixel just, there's things about it that feels good. And well, and I think that's what Apple sacrifices. They sacrifice the ease of use and familiarity for, Mm -hmm. is it really fun? And I don't think anybody who uses an iPhone really thinks of their phone as fun. It's now becomes, it's so ingrained as a tool to get their work, media consumption. Right. It's, it's almost like it doesn't really matter what the phone necessarily looks like. They don't, they're going for a different grab. They're trying to get you to use something that's familiar and you can continue to use that. And they don't want to push too many workflow change. Like with using this phone, I can tell you the first two weeks of using this, how I interacted with an Android device totally changes because of how I'm using it. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I was like learning like, okay, well, so like for instance, I can launch an app. So I have Twitter, right? But I can just, I can close one, (laughs) but then I can just move it across. That's so So I thought I had to like, I, I thought I had to do this. Right. I had to do it like that. I had to move it. So what I had to do was I thought I had to do like pick it up and then move it. When you don't, you just have to do that. That's crazy. Right. See, so like that's fun. It. That looks fun to do. Like yeah. it's just <laughs> not it, as fun to like do those kind of like we well, can't do that on the iPhone. But like right. And then it's just not like as fun. And if I want to tent it up, then I could just tent it up and the content will shift. Oh, that's so cool. Right. And I can just and I can so what I do, I swear to God, I'm not lying. I will lay in bed and I will like I'll put the phone on my chest. Yeah. 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 And I'll just tent it up. Or if I'm like I'm like at my desk at work. I was the other day, I was watching election results, which I don't know why. I just was bored. And <laughs> I actually just had like so I had direct TV up like this on my desk, and it was sitting on my laptop while I was typing, and I had my two monitors, I was doing my work, and I was just and it was just like right there. Yep. And I and the now I will tell you the camera is terrible in low light. You, if you're if you're it's not for that though that it's phone. not for it's that it's not so, designed for that it's there as a convenience because it's supposed to be for 
it's a surface product. You're going to use it for meetings and video calls and blah, blah, blah. So it needs a camera, but it doesn't need a S20 Ultra, Note 20 Ultra camera on it. <laughs> right. So it's, it's one of those things where, and I think this is the problem with being a YouTube reviewer or a person. Mm -hmm. It's yes. you need, for a device now, if you're going to an iPhone, to an iPhone, to an iPhone, there's not much there. If you're going from a standard slab phone to a device like this or a fold or anything like this with a completely different form factor, you have to use the device because it changes the absolute way you interact with the phone. And you've got to give yourself time. I tell people, if you're switching from iOS to Android, you have to allow people will go, I use it for three days and I don't like it. It sucks. I'm going back to iOS. Yeah. Like when you buy a new car. <clears throat> You buy the same exact car. If you bought a truck, if you've been driving cars, so you go, yeah, fuck this truck. I, I don't know this bed. And I got to like, think about like how to drive it. And these dials are in the same place. And I got to change all oh, I'm done with this. I'm not using it. Yeah. No, you can't. When you, if you have a brand new car, you have to learn where the dials are, where the switches are. You have to learn a different workflow. And that's what it took. It took me a good month to just learn those little tricks on how to use the phone and what it, and I had to change how I interacted with the phone. Now right. it's, it's, do I still miss the days of just picking up a phone and having an on-screen display? <coughs> no, I, I do miss having just like, Oh, I want to see the time, but I have a you know, smartwatch. I have workarounds for that. So right. It, yeah, it's one of those things where <clears throat> it, like a fold, you have to use it. You can't use it for two weeks and review it and go, okay, well, this doesn't work and it's easy because I can, it's, it might be for some consumers. That's, I think that's a cheap way to do it. I realize in your space, you have to, you can't stay on a phone. Now, if you use this as a daily driver for two months, like I have, I hate, it's disingenuous to tell people like me, you can't use this as a daily driver. Well, fuck you. I do every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Well, every that's day, the thing too, like to build on that, Sam, like there's a lot of things that I've noticed a phone could, for instance, I wouldn't be complaining about an always on display or probably even refresh rate had I not experienced that in the Android phone. So there's something, the little fine print disclaimer, if you wanted to put one on my channel would be like, you know, a lot of what I'm feeling is just because of what I've been exposed to in different products. And there is no perfect smartphone, a perfect camera, anything like that. But once you start to see what each element of each phone is capable of, you start to realize what could, what's missing. Um, and, I, you know, granted, we probably, sh I mean, I don't think it's too much when we're in the $1,000 ranges for these smartphones now to demand everything. Um, but like a lot of what you're like, you know, for instance, the Fold, I'm like, oh, I wish it had the Note 20 Ultra camera system. Um, when like, you know, like Matt just said, like technically probably it's not meant for that. But by trying all, all, all these different devices and knowing what's the best feature of each one, you just as a reviewer want to have that in an ultimate device. And it's kind of like seems at the end of the day, more and more, you're kind of like, is this the ultimate device? Like that's kind of like what the excitement is. is. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you expect kind of like, it's almost like at the back of your mind, even if it's on a subconscious level, it's just like, mm -hmm. is this the ultimate device? For most products, like right. the flagship phones that are coming out, you're like, is this the ultimate? What's the camera going to be like? Is it going to have this, this, and that? And it's because you're piecing everything together. At the end of the day, I will probably go on. Well, I can't say this on record because that'd be ridiculous. But the majority <laughs> of things that you buy are going to be good and sufficient, especially when it's from name brands. Like, you know, you're not going to buy an iPhone that's trash. I don't think you're going to get a Samsung phone like within the last, you know, eight iteration iterations of the releases of their smartphones that are trash you know like each device now has gone through enough motions unless it's completely brand new to the market um that is going to have a silver lining so i always try to look mm. for a silver lining in every product even if it's a product i do find a way to bash yeah. um but there's right. always a, obviously a purpose for it and people unless you say no uh, the galaxy note 7 
we'll just not. <laughs> we'll just not. So we'll just don't talk about that one. <laughs> but there are yeah. some that maybe you should just. <laughs> that one didn't happen. There was no seven. <laughs> and, and I agree with Joe's point here. The problem is the ultimate device to one person is different for another. That's right. And like I said, it's, it's, exactly. it's, like, it's like vehicles. I mean, if you have a specific need, mm-hmm. like if you need a truck to tow a camper because you're a guy who owns a camper, you really can, can't do it with. I mean, you have to understand right. that I, to your point, you want the unicorn device, but I think at the end of the day, there has to be variance in the marketplace for the tools because everybody's interacting with their phones in a different way. And the fact that companies like Samsung are getting to the fold flip, you got Microsoft trying to get back in the game after watching windows phone kind of, and I, and I still argue that as far as an operating system, I enjoyed using windows phone the best as far as being functional. I liked the OS. Um, Just a shame that Microsoft didn't do what it needed to do to market it and position it properly. But I think at the end of the day, we want the unicorn, but at the end of the day, I think it's, getting a unicorn is kind of boring because then everybody's using that device because if it's the perfect device, and then everyone uses another it. One. Right. There's always going to be a unicorn with a shinier color yeah. right. to it. Or it's something. Like, the, like you say, the folds and the, like, the LG Wink, these are all fun phones. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be Right, phones for everyone. The, but they are phones that, for people like us, nerds yeah. and, and, I'm that, and Yeah, I'm glad that they're trying different form factors. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, and you might as well try some news because how many? It's funny we get a disconnected message of, well, we just don't want the same darn glass slab every day. So then you companies come out with the wing and the note and the duo and all these other kind of devices, and people yeah. go, well, that's just too, well, that's just too weird for me. I mm-hmm. just want to go back. That's, that's like, plastic. It's going to break. I don't want it. Right. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's finding that that balance. I guess is what it is, and that's what we need. In, in most or of Samsung's. Market. Folding glass. <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> Here's so, the thing, though, too. I'll just yeah. say real quick. If there ever was a unicorn phone that came out, we'll all be unemployed because that'll be the answer. <laughs> There'll be nothing else to review. <laughs> so I, I hope the unicorn right? never comes. That's I it. bought done. the unicorn phone, so Mac, BMAC's done. He's like, damn, I got to go work a nine-to-five. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Shit. It's <laughs> over. We found it, guys. It's the unicorn phone. It doesn't get any better than the this. Titanic's you know, discovered. Like, we're out. See you guys. Bye. Exactly, man. <laughs> That's exactly. It. Well, but no, like there will be no unicorn phone because not everyone wants the same thing. Like people who want the iPhone, the SEs, the SE twenty twenty, they don't give a shit that it's not got fucking a good battery life. They put it in their pocket and that's it. That's it. Then they'll text someone back and put it back in their pocket. It's always going to be about needs. But when you see all the videos, it's like you're gaming on it, and you're like, I'm like. No, well, it's not going to last an hour, two hours. If you're gaming Call of right. Duty on it, no, because it's not. For different it's people. not it's for crazy. that. <clears throat> My nan is going to have an SE in a bag. Yep. Get it out once or twice a day. Yep. Make a phone call, take your message. She's not sat, She's not going to be sat playing Call of Duty. See, like that is the perfect right. phone for her. So that's technically yeah. the unicorn phone for her. If you want right. an iPhone, but you want better, then either get this year's or look at last year. Look at the right. eleven the 11 pro from last year, not necessarily the max. I mean, I know iPhones hold their value a lot, so it's a bit harder <laughs> to recommend last year's phones when it's like when Android last year's phones are half the price they were. Mm-hmm. Right. iPhones don't drop that quick. <laughs> yep. right. They're, they're, they're exactly. still a grand 800 quid. Uh, they're not cheap. Yeah. So we're at the about 120 mark. So, Hey, um, I, and I'm sure everybody in the channel probably already follows you, but in case, um, mm. People need to be engaged. I know we got we got you one subscriber. So so we're trying. I mean, we're not exactly the Joe Rogan experience here, but hey, you know, if we could drive any traffic to you, um, we could. So how how could people uh, watch your content, engage with you, uh, communicate with you, and just see what you have to offer? Because it's really awesome. If you haven't, get on board with BMAX stuff because it is one hundred percent. 
Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so my channel is BMAC, just like it's, where is it, right there? BMAC, for those of you who are listening in the podcast version, just look up BMAC, BMAC on YouTube. You can look up pretty much anything, BMAC, Brian McDuff, or BMACadelic, which is like my original name um, across social media. And I should just look up Brian McDuff. I should pop up. Not too many people in the world have that name. (laughs) Perfect. Well, good. Well, again, uh, Brian, it's really awesome to have you on the show. Thanks we for appreciate having you on. taking yeah. time. I realize that you're busy with content and creation and all that kind of stuff, and just having you on in the iPad Air. Yeah. And just I should pick- probably do that now, right? Now that <laughs> yeah, I'm in the game now mode. you're kind of it's on your mind. It's like, hey, this is one like of those things right where, here. and and just be being known that anytime you actually have some time to squeeze us in, we'd love to have you back on for a follow up. And we really just appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time. He's going to do it live us. on the show now. Look, but. Yeah, <laughs> right. <should I? laughs> If I had the overhead camera going, I might. <laughs> I mean, get I, 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 I'm actually, I'm, you know, I probably am not in the market to get an iPad. I'm going to watch that video for sure just to kind of mm-hmm. see it because it looks like a fantastic device. It I'm does, really man. That fingerprint reader is honestly mm-hmm. one of the things I'm most excited for, which is ridiculous. But there is no other That's tablets. Apple for you. <laughs> yeah. Not really. That's, that's, Love that's, Apple or hate Apple. Their iPads are just yeah. the only thing to get if you are looking for that. Mm-hmm. Samsung's Tab 7 good, but. Apple knows what they're doing with the tablets, but Mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. It was fun. Oh, you're welcome. So there we are. Another great episode with Brian in the house and Sam and Matt. This is the Cross Mm -hmm. the Podcast, the best podcast you maybe sort of kind of heard of. We're definitely unique. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We definitely have issues. That's for sure. So Mm. for Sam, for Matt, for BMAC, appreciate you coming on. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Tune in. I have something for you. Talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.